the Spot Track Podcast, talking sports contracts, the salary cap, and business of sports. Hey everybody, welcome to the Spot Track Podcast. I'm Kevin Sylvester along with Paul Peck and Mike Gennetti, the founder of Spot Track. Of course, we're presented by Morgan Stanley Global Sports and Entertainment. We've been telling you they empower professional athletes and entertainers with knowledge they need to make the best decisions about their finances and wealth. They give you the information. Learn more, visit morganstanley.com slash GSE, Morgan Stanley Smith Barney, LLC, member SIPC. We've got basketball today. We've got a running back to talk about, and as always, quarterbacks, Mr. Always Peck. quarterbacks, right? It, it, somewhere along the line, the conversation always comes back to quarterbacks, does In a few it? weeks off, we have to get back into yes, what yes, the people we want, do. right? By yes, the way, are you allowed to wear uh, a Syracuse? I mean, it's your... your That's uh, my alma mater. It's your alma mater. But you call games for UB. Yeah. Is it in your contract you're supposed to wear Bulls gear? You weren't or? supposed to make that <laughs> right? public. We're on the radio here, Kevin. <laughs> that's okay. Um, no, it's okay. You, you're allowed to wear alma mater. No matter no matter who you work that is for. True. I agree. Um, you want the Syracuse. I'm just jealous. It's a nice looking shirt. Okay. Let's talk about uh, Kawhi Leonard. We're recording this on the morning of game three, which is going to be out in Golden State. Series tied at one game apiece. And it's something that's going to be talked about a lot, along with Durant and uh, Clay, Clay Thompson. Thompson. By the way, two injured Warriors who are to be free agents, and we'll see if uh, how those injuries factor in to the rest of this postseason. By the way, if the, the Warriors, if those guys continue to stay injured and the Warriors win this series, now now uh, uh, the discussion will be how great they really are. Every, everything you're talking about is the reason I had to open the show with this. The, oh, there's like a great there's stuff. like 45 storylines that just write themselves, right? I mean, they're, yes. they're injured free agents. We haven't even talked quiet, which is what we're going to talk about, right? But if Golden State wins, regardless of how they win, if even if Clay comes back and whatever, are they the second best basketball team of all time now? Right to the Bulls, you're talking about. I, this is the second best dynasty of all time. Sure. Right? Y- you sure. know what? You know what jumped out at me. I don't um, think there's any question about right? that. What jumped out at me is some of the guys they have on their bench that they may rely on mm-hmm. now. You know, when you see an Andrew Bogut go yeah. in the game, you're like, man, I remember that guy. He was pretty good. And what it says to me is quite the tribute for those players who were willing to be on the bench on a great team and bury their egos because likely if everybody stays healthy, they're not playing very much. But now look what happens. All of a sudden they may need them to get themselves to a championship. Yeah, I mean, Sean Livingston... Uh, Igadala, mm-hmm. Boogie Cousins. I mean, uh, Cook, the three-point shooter, Jarebko. Um, all these guys well, are all making contributions. Okay, yes. There's a connection to Western New York and Jarebko. That wasn't but, why I brought no, it up. No, but he's, he's a come on. He's a journeyman player. Yeah, well, okay. but but he's Anyhow. helped contribute a little bit during the finals. Sure. Well, yeah, he wouldn't be on the court if they didn't feel he could contribute. But that's like. Um, it's like if I were playing a best ball with Tiger Woods, man, I'd look pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> we keep, we, that, that one shot you had. Yeah, remember? that's right. Yeah, the one, I got one hole in me, Tiger. All right, you take the other 17. <laughs> but as the as the stars fall and their level of play doesn't, that to me, that's quite a tribute to the roster management and to the players, well, again, who, who know there's not likely a lot of chances of them playing. But it's in a series, a short-term thing. Mm-hmm. Long-term injury over season damaging. In the short term, in a series, guys step up, they play above uh, their level, they're able to do so. You see it all the time in the playoffs. You see it all the time in, in NFL playoff games. You see it in Major League Baseball. When Kevin Mitchell came out of nowhere for the Mets yeah, way right, back in the day, right? right? You see it like, where did this guy come from? Uh, nobody knows much about him. There's a ton of scouting. He didn't play a lot during the season. At all. But actually, it's different with the Warriors because those guys do play a lot because they, they rest the other yeah, guys. Yeah, they rest the other guys, you know? It's pretty they, smart, isn't it? They idle. Very <laughs> smart. smart. Yeah, very smart. Know, everybody knows their role. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, though. Let's, let's focus on him, money, country. Canada, yeah. Sneakers. There's a whole lot that goes on here, there, Mike. Why there don't you is. I'm, I'm sort of rehashing an old story, right, to, to sort of bring us back to today. But the, the Kawhi Leonard calendar year has been pretty interesting right I mean that's that's to say the least he gets traded and then almost immediately you're who is this guy where are we coming from he took a year off with San Antonio a franchise that didn't have these kind of issues right this is like the Patriots having their issues right now with these suspended players right we don't really know what to feel because things are getting a little weird and that's what happened last year in San Antonio you know Popovich couldn't rein this guy in so who is Kawhi Leonard now he's in Canada maybe he goes and, and we forget about him no Right. And a lot of smart people, not not myself included, saw this as this is best case scenario for him. They knew it last July. This could be the thing that makes him go. And it was. Look at it, we're here. But 
let's put a, a stop on it for a, for a minute. Two months after he's traded, September 30th is sort of that day that all of these high-profile players have marketing deals that end, right? That just happens to be the day of the year that the, the sneaker deals and the big marketing endorsements sort of end. The contracts have to be renewed. He had a, a Jordan-Nike brand all through San Antonio, his first his rookie years in San Antonio, and it ended two months after he's traded to Toronto. And if you think about that, that's really interesting, right? Because from, if, you're, if you're Jordan-Nike – and you've got this guy who just sat out a year, was injured, maybe has some mental health issues, all those things combined. And now he's going to Toronto. Now he's going to Canada where, from an NBA standpoint, that's been sort of, you know, a lost desert, right? I mean, sure. they, they, they haven't won. They've had some superstars, but again, it's been sort of cloudy, right? It's to say the least. It, it just a, gets because it's Canada, uh, and the ratings don't count. They're not on network mm-hmm. TV a lot. They're not they're not a team that's always talked about as much. Well, and and Nike had two uh, when they first came out, yep. right? Uh, McGrady and Vince Carter, Carter. right? Yep. Two me- megastars. And DeRozan did get a deal with them there, right? So they they do have you know a history of of you know signing endorsements up there. But I think all things combined with Kawhi Leonard's situation last July and then him going to Toronto, it, it, it really they, – they decided that his brand was damaged, okay? So the deal they offered him was four years, $22 million, which, you know, nice chunk of change. Right. He was coming off much less off his rookie deal. He was making like 500000 a year off his rookie uh, sneaker deal. So it was a big step up, you know, 500000 to $5.5 $5. $5 big step up. But this is a top 10 player in the league – we thought at the time, obviously we know now, um, anyone top 10 in the league was 10 million plus. Nike's max with the Jordan brand was 10 million a year. So he, they essentially said, you're worth half of our max brand, okay? He obviously turned that down. He went shopping elsewhere. He landed on New Balance. And the reason I wanted to bring this up today is I thought that was extremely smart. I thought that was extremely smart. On by, their by part or on his part? Everybody, everybody. New Balance, and I didn't know this. I sort of assumed it, but I didn't know it until I started to research. They're almost nothing in the U.S. I mean, they're an afterthought in the U.S. in terms of their following, their marketability, all of that. They're less than ten percent of their business is done in the United States. They're a glo- really they're a global brand. The wow. people that follow New Balance, wear New Balance, sort of you know jump on that bandwagon are de- are generally global and. There's nothing more global than Toronto. No, I mean you know that. I mean the, the, it's an it's one of the major international yes. airports in the in the world. And and, is- and just for people listening to this who may be in other parts of the country, we, we have the benefit of where we live here right. to be about an hour and a half from Toronto. So so we we get a feel so for like it. Two and a half. Toronto drive. is uh, <laughs> uh, depends on how you drive. Yeah, <laughs> Toronto is an, um, an it's the what third largest city in the in the you know I don't know, in North America. I don't I don't know what well, the number. Mexico City is number one in North it's America. It's a huge city. It is. New York, it is it is equivalent to New York City in so many ways. Um, it's an incredibly diverse city. Yes. That's a relatively new because Canada's immigration is much, much different than the United States. Um, and, it, and it is the New York City of their country. So, so what I'm trying to say is... Don't think of it as Toronto, the city. Think of it as sort of um, the the bell of the nation right. in a lot of ways. So when you when you're a star in Toronto, you're a star in a country. It's- so to to your point, Mike. Being a big star in Toronto and an endorsement deal is not just for that city; it's for that country. That's the wor- that's the point. Yeah, it's a, it's a worldly sort of endorsement. That's correct. And m- maybe more importantly, Toronto. I didn't know this either. The Raptors are the fourth biggest market in the NBA. Because of everything you just said, I mean, that, like the the reach is huge. It maybe may not be the same kind of people reaching the Lakers and the Knicks, but it's it's from a more global standpoint, it's just as big. So, this was a miss by Nike, in my opinion. This is a miss. They they sort of they should have seen the tea leaves with with Kawhi Leonard and figured out that he just wasn't fitting there. But he was going to a spot where this was certain to work. Like I said, there were a lot of smart people that really thought this was going to be a home run, and clearly it, it is. All right. Well, so, well, I, I'm going to play devil's advocate from Nike's mm-hmm. uh, perspective. Does Nike need Kawhi Leonard? It's interesting. Yeah, they have so many athletes. Yeah, this is and only a problem because players, he's in the right? finals right now, right? That's <laughs> correct. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, and I think Nike probably looked at it like, well, he's going to Toronto, and yeah. you know, uh, that's. Uh, I don't know what percentage of the U.S. watches Raptors games, mm-hmm. but because he had a you know great season, does the, does the freak have Nike? Yeah, good question. I'm not positive. I'm, yeah, you know, not positive. All right, I'm you know we should probably look that up here in a second. But um, to me, it, it was 
great move by his agent, mm-hmm. right, to, to go out and find an alternative, maybe had an alternative prior to turning down Nike's deal, mm-hmm. and thinking globally here with New Balance. New Balance, for a lot of people listening, they just think of, well, that's my shoes my grandfather wore, right? <laughs> right? Goes, no, I'm just, like, you know, I just, my first experience of New Balance were, you know, these big canoes my dad wore, right? You know, that were comfortable, I'm using quotation, running shoes. Um, I actually had a pair of New Balance basketball sneakers eons ago. They were fantastic. Mm-hmm. They And... Any, I've had a couple pairs of New Balances. By the way, New Balance, I'd like a pair of your golf shoes. You can send me those. I'd love to check those out. Um, but they've been great. They they make unbelievable shoes. They really do. But as Mike mentioned, ten oh, percent the U.S. I get it. I, I see it. Why? Because yeah. of uh, the the, pre, the 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 Nike Adidas. Uh, what, what they put on there, uh, Under Armour with Steph Curry, right? And, and sure, and they're and they're growing um, interest in that business. How mu- how much of this, Mike? Go, I think you, you go ahead. You had, you got a fact here. I got, got the Giannis numbers. He is with Nike, and he just re up with them at nine million a year. Okay, which is you know smart by Nike because yeah. you know that guy. By, by the way, every are, highlight are the sneaker you know? numbers on Spot Track as the, well they're too? Not, they're not, and I've because you're finding this very easily. So I'm like, that seems rather <laughs> logical, doesn't I've it? Had, I've had some some questions about that, so we'll see if I can uh, find you know, right. twenty seven. By the way, do they day. still make Starberries? I don't think oh. so. He's he's speaking of global uh, superstars, he's huge in China. This guy just kept going and going, right? Yeah, he probably made more money in China than no he did in the U.S. No, there was no money back when he played. Right. Yeah, no, no question. Here was the other point I was going to make. Um, we all know that Kawhi is a reluctant superstar, right? It's, is that the best way I can describe it? He, he He's not seek the headline. Yeah, self-imposed. Yeah, he does not. He just personality-wise, he just th- – th- does. is that a reason why Nike would may have, may have not wanted – to combine with the Canadian part of it, or is that you know? I mean, th- that has to be part of of but any sneaker company's they decision, him, doesn't it? But, but they offered him a five million dollar a year raise. They did, correct? They did. I mean, how is that insulting? It's not okay. He just he just deserved more, right? That's all. Okay. Um, and what's funny, Paul, is I did some research on this too because the the term deadpan personality was thrown around the internet like crazy with him, which <laughs> I loved. Because he, he does this on purpose. You know, he's sort of the Belichick at the microphone, right? Yeah. I'm not going to give you anything, and I don't really need to give you anything. But New Balance had just launched this this kind of sort of set of video commercials, you know, maybe social-only commercials, um, really playing into this. So he he's not this flashy guy. He's sort of that Mike Trout, which we've talked about here, right? Well, rather than put him on, you know, a circus commercial and try to make him look like this fun guy, <laughs> it's a black and white commercial where he's solemn, not smiling at any it, point. It's, it's I'm a serious guy. This is a serious sneaker. We can go. We these things can work together and be great. That's it's a great it's marketing perfect. approach. Like I said, they they really nailed this. Whereas, you know, maybe Nike tries to put him in, into a fun situation and make put him out of his character. The New Balance has not done that. Like I said, everything right now is working for him. All right. So what is how does that translate into next season and yeah. Kawhi's decision? Whether to leave right, so Canada or go is, play for the Clippers, the, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So the point here is, I think he's got to stay. That's that's part one of this. So let's say he's staying. So how can how can Toronto make this work? I, I did some some. They already offered him. Research. Somebody offered already offered him free rent. They, that's right. Apartment, that's right? right. That's part of it. Um, and you know the ancillary in stuff. In downtown aside. Toronto, that's a sizable right. amount. Right. Right. But you know somebody will find a way to tax that. You want to rent to yeah. own in Toronto, though, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, here's what I want to talk about very very briefly. Um, there's one vice that really everybody should be using right now, but I think Toronto specifically should be using with, with Kawhi Leonard, and it's the signing bonus, all right? I did some tax research, which, man, you know, nothing better than that on a Tuesday night, but... <laughs> By the way, I loved our I loved our friend Robert Rayola's um, tax look at James I saw from that. Jeopardy. Yep. I saw he was quoted all in, over, in yes. some stories about what the tax hit was going to be on Holzhauer's yes. uh, two and a half million. At, at Sports Tax Man. Check that out. Yes. Okay. That's good stuff. We yeah. digress. Go ahead. Um, but similarly, yeah. So there's the, the signing bonus is the way that Toronto can sort of say, we can do this. We can make it work. The numbers are, aren't, aren't going to be as great as the Clippers, right? L.A. Or, or, or any of those other teams that want you. But we can make this work so that it's close and, and, and beneficial, too. So they can offer him a maximum 15% signing bonus, which on his deal is going to be about $29 million. Okay, so 
that's going to drop his salaries down because you know maximum salaries are slotted and they're five percent increases from there. That's just how it works. So he gets a chunk of that money up front as twenty nine million dollars in, into a bonus, which is a good thing anyway because there's probably a lockout looming right with all of these sports. This this should be this should be something. All players and all sports are thinking about it right now because if we need to have a lockout show. Here. We, we do because yeah. there's there's a lot of CBA mess to come here. But get your money now. That's what we're seeing in baseball, right? Get it now. Um, so upfront signing bonus, fifteen percent of his total compensation, that is taxed at a fifteen percent rate in Canada. A signing bonus per Article sixteen of the of the U.S. Canada Treaty. That's how it's stated. As opposed to about fifty three. Fifty three. I knew it was so like forty. Huge jump. So are we mean, the are we the first sports show to cite the U.S. Canada Treaty? <laughs> by the way, we won't wanna, be the last. Don't worry. Uh, pretty that pretty impressive, huh? Is that, uh, well, I don't know. Does that work with NAFTA now in negotiations <laughs> with Mexico? Anyhow, this I, is a global show now. By yeah. The way. Well, hey, uh, <laughs> money's global, so sure. But huge, huge. So fifteen percent as opposed to fifty three percent. Huge savings. Okay. Right. So th- this is how you start the negotiation, and that's with him. probably better than he'd get in California. No question. Okay. No question. So, so that's a huge advantage. To me, staying. that's step one of this whole problem. I mean, step one is everything we've already talked about. Right. right. It's working here. This team likes you. You know, we we like you. We we can offer you. You know, we'll see how it goes. But this, from a structural standpoint of the contract, this has to be part of it. We, it's very rare. We've seen it like with like two or three superstars in the last ten years. Paul Millsap, Jimmy Butler at Chicago had a signing bonus, but we're talking small, right. sort of, you know, just hand-me-outs for the initial payout for the contract. This is different. This is, we want to run the contract through a signing bonus and then bring everything down from there because that works financially for you. Um, I, I think this is, a, this is a home run. Like I said, I think he's got to stay at this point. There shouldn't even be a discussion of going to the Clippers. I, I, I can't even imagine Kawhi Leonard with, with Doc Rivers' personality. I can't. I just can't. I, I think the whole situation in a city like LA, where your personality is almost as important as and anything else, and it's not just going to be quiet and some and some players. They're going to bring in somebody else, right? It's going to be Durant or or somebody else to go with it. So I I just think he's been down that road, and this whole quiet, you know, deadly situation in Toronto was really nice. Well, and here's here's the other thing that Canada will do. You mentioned this is a, a country's team, yeah, uh, like the Blue Jays. So you have the signing bonus to, to use that to their advantage. Listen, the exchange rate they should use to their advantage. Of course, uh, your living expenses are going to be uh, lower because you're getting twenty percent more. You're getting paid twenty percent more essentially mm-hmm. um, in there. But the other part is New Balance. I'm sure will maybe have some influence on this, mm-hmm. and maybe they up it more because of his impact on the country. But there'll be others if not already, and I think businesses, you know, that would step up and say, if you stay, you know, let his agent know, we, we've got this endorsement deal on the table. No question. Bell Canada, whether it's Canadian Tire. Canadians are very proud of their teams, of their athletes, and if they adopt Kawhi Leonard, which they seemingly have already, um, you know, they're, he will be a hero. But players hero as, there. Players aside, this, this, these playoffs – the term national team seems to be the buzzword, right? That's what we're going to take away from this. Is yeah. Toronto is not a city's team. It's a nation's team. I mean, look at Everybody gets excited during the finals, but it just seems like there's a there's another level to these Raptors fans, right? This Jurassic Park scene. And yes. That's going to be – That's, that's now in like that's, 10 other cities around it, it, Toronto it, it is, and but, around the country. to Kevin's point, that is extremely marketable. I mean, if that's what's going to happen when, te- when that team wins – then you do everything you can do to keep this guy because of that, and then and you incentivize it with with endorsements. Well, I'll, you know, I'll have a better take on this next week. Yeah, when you're we on record your way. again because I'm going to um, cover the Canadian Open for PJ Tour Radio yeah. at, when we're done recording. I'm I'm heading up there, and Game Three is tonight, uh, the day we record this. So you'll be in Canada. So for it. yeah, there's a a Golf Canada dinner that I'm attending, and then I'm sure we're all either going to stay or go somewhere else. And I'll see what the scene. We're staying in Hamilton, Ontario. Mm-hmm. And I'll see what the scene is around the Raptors. I'm sure the whole city will be, yeah. uh, you know, ready to you know, last, sit down and watch the, that Raptors game. The last thing I thought of that that you brought up, Mike, is what what Kawhi Leonard gets by playing in Toronto is all the benefits of an incredibly large, cosmopolitan, big money city 
without all the attention yeah. that goes with it. I mean, if we're going to equate the largest city in Toronto versus in Canada versus the largest city in the United States, Kawhi Leonard probably wants no part of ever having to play in New York, even though the benefits would for a being in a big market like that would would equate his level of stardom um he probably wants no part of all that attention in toronto he can probably get away with that well you know what's funny is all year long kyrie irving and kevin durant and even clay thompson have had to answer where are you going what are you doing 12 months later right because of accessibility right because the media is just just happened to be there nobody's happening to go to toronto to ask Kawhi leonard how it's going number one they know he's not going to answer number two it's kind of a pain in the butt, right? They're not going to make a, a quick trip up north. So, yeah, he's sort of blocked off from the annual minutia, the, the daily minutia that these other really players like have to go that. to. How could anybody not? Right. <laughs> right. He might like that. You know, the one thing about New York, though, you, you can blend in in New York. You can because there's so many stars and actors and everything in New York. You can, but if the Knicks start winning... Right, Look but out. I just remember, but if you're a sports <laughs> superstar in New York, I, I, I right. it's a lot harder to do. Well, that. here's the uh, or or put it this way, a perceived a guy that gets signed with expectations sure. to be the superstar. Right. I was stunned Chris Drury signed with the New York Rangers when he's a free agent when yeah. he left Buffalo as a captain here. I couldn't because he did not like doing no. media, hated it. I was team media, still that, hated that it. Crazy Buffalo media, right? Yeah, exactly. Wow, they're <laughs> and I'm like, wait a second, he went to the number one media market. <laughs> yeah. And New York, where you know, and, but it was it, you know. First of all, he grew up as a Rangers fan as a kid, yeah. wanted to play there. And secondly, it was like, oh, you can blend it in New York. Well, speaking of you to know, put a bow on you it, you can walk down the street and and you can go to the grocery store in New York, and some people may not know who the hell you are or not care. You're right. You can you hide. know. Or, yeah, I, I live there. You you can hide away when you sure. want to. But right. uh, to put a bow on this with hockey, it's not unprecedented what I'm what I'm proposing here for Kawhi Leonard. John Tavares just did this, right? He right. went home to Toronto. He signed his major contract extension. It's a seven-year, $77 million contract. $71 million of it is signing bonus. Huh. Yes. He's making minimum salaries, and that's lockout protection. That's tax protection. I mean, he, he gets to claim all of that back on his U.S. returns because of that 15%. Same ownership bonus. group, correct? Yeah. Yes. That's correct. MLSC, they know what they're doing. So they know what they're doing, yeah. yes. Uh, before we, we're going to transition to football here, but I want to tell you about Dynasty Owner. We've been telling you about Dynasty Owner each week. It is the first Dynasty Salary Cap Fantasy Sports game that not only plays the game each week, but you get to use contracts and salaries. You'll find them right at SpotTrack.com. It gives you the power to be both coach and GM. So when you're you're trading. You're not just trading player for players, but Dynasty Owner. You can acquire draft picks or Dynasty Dollars. It's the virtual currency used to play the game. You rack those up each week, whether you win or lose, carry them year to year. So think about this. How many times have you benched a guy? Ah, I like this matchup, and the guy goes off, right? I mean, or, or the cornerback gets injured and the receiver takes advantage of the backup and comes in. Don't worry. Dynasty Owner, you get to, your bench will earn you percentage of that performance each week week. Listen, it's the first game combining week-to-week fantasy sports with long-term ownership GM strategy. Stop playing fantasy sports. Own it. Quick, get in. Go to DynastyOwner.com. Sign up for the 2019 beta draft. Do not pick Todd Gurley. <laughs> I didn't know how you were going to trans- yeah, transition. Yeah, do that. not pick Todd Gurley. <laughs> well, you, or pick him and put him on your I bench just in case. Get the bench points from right when he gets his he's third, gonna, third down uh, touchdown. But right? he's going to cost a ton of money. He is That's the problem here. Uh, there's an issue here with Todd Gurley um, and what they've come out and said and what many uh, or all football fans suspected yeah, right in the is playoffs. It, isn't there's, it, isn't there's something not right here. We all sort of knew it, but maybe the Rams didn't. Is that what it seems like right now? Well, nothing right? to see here. As I'd seen a naked gun, <laughs> nothing to see here. There's bombs exploding in the right. back. I mean. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what this was. Um, look, I'm not going to... I'm not going to rail on the Rams. I'm not going to rail on Todd Gurley for being injured. Or we don't even know what's going on, right? Some sort we of really don't. knee we, issue. Yeah, arthritis at age 25. It's all crazy. It's terrible. It's sad, but it's not any better at the, on the contract, right? I mean, the contract's not changing. They gave him four years, fifty-seven and a half million dollars. They practically guaranteed forty-five million of that, which means he's getting it. I mean, he's getting he's getting forty-five. He's probably getting forty-nine million. All right. At the end of the day, which is the, the the cost over the four years over the last you know eighteen through twenty one here, he made twenty two million dollars last year. He had a great year until the playoffs hit and, and this knee situation really flared up. Um, he certainly looked to be worth every dollar of it. But here we are, and 
the structure of this contract is one of those structures that I just I raise my eyebrows every time because it's scary. It's scary in this sport to do what the Rams did with Todd Gurley, especially at that position, right? We, we, we live in Buffalo. We saw this happen with Marcel Darius, where the Bills structured his contract in this similar manner. Darius had some off-the-field issues. He sort of decided not to try too hard on the field for a couple of years. Really? He, he did. <laughs> he did. I don't know if you paid attention. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and somehow we we were able to, you know, the, the Bills were able to trade him to the Jaguars. So that worked out. You know, from that standpoint, he's still you know having a nice career in Jacksonville. This is not going to be that situation. I mean, if you've got a knee injury and you're a running back, I don't care if you're 25 or you know 30, nobody's going to take this contract off the Rams' hand. And there's 18 million guaranteed right now on it, no questions asked. He's got 35 million of dead cap right now. He's going nowhere. So you're saying your your issue with this was that he was given a contract to a uh, worthy of a player who is 100 percent healthy. With no questions about his he, physical condition and no expectation that he wouldn't I, maintain the high level through the length of the contract, is that is that your quibble with this? That's exactly right, and I'll break it down here to even step above that, Paul. This is the kind of contract only a quarterback should get. Truly, interesting. I mean, the structure of this contract is is quarterbacks only, um, and maybe not even that. Right? Here's what happened: twenty-two million last year. He got a twenty-one million dollars signing bonus and a one million dollars salary. That's it. Okay, no big deal there. It's this year where we, where it gets murky. Uh, in March of 2019, his 2019 salary, his 2020 salary, and a 2020 roster bonus all locked in. That's what I'm talking about right there, a two-year guarantee in year two. So his 2020 is already locked in this March, this past March. So had they, had they cut him, how much would they have saved? Before that? Yes. They could have cut him with, let's see, yeah, the 19. They could have cut him with... Four point two times four, whatever that is. So sixteen point eight. Eight, right? Sixteen point eight million. They could have cut him with. Right now, it's thirty five. Dead cap. Yep. So thirty five versus sixteen eight. So had they had to know something was wrong. Sure. Right. In on March fourteenth, right before these guarantees locked in, they had to know something was wrong. But whatever they thought wasn't enough to say, let's get rid of this guy and do that. Right. Let's save ourselves. 18 million of dead cap. They didn't do it, obviously. So they let those guarantees lock in. Um, look, at if he's not a three-down back, then he's a very overpaid one-down back. Right? right, which is obviously why we're talking about it, because the news comes out that they're going to scale back his usage and his carry. So yeah. now what you're saying is, it, it like you said, if he's a third-down back, he's but he's 10 times more expensive than any other third-down right, back. But let, let me look at this. Um, let me play the other side of this. If I'm the Rams... And I look at, okay, if we feel we can do what the Patriots did with Rob Gronkowski, if we can um, that's about right. idle right. him, right? And then that second half of the season, he's fresh, fresher, and that pushes on. And all of a sudden, we've got the best, if not the best running back um, in the NFL ready for that, that push. So we have him in the postseason, right? It's, it's going to be fine this year because his cap hit this year is only $9.2 million. Okay, that's dude, right. that's tenable. Next year it's seventeen point two five, and it's going nowhere. I mean, they can restructure that and, and move some of that money, that cap down the line. They might have to just for management purposes, but next year that's going to be a tough pill to swallow. So, to, so for everybody listening, explain it. If if they had said, okay, man, we just don't think he's going to be the guy yeah. anymore that he was. He's not going to justify this money. We can cut him um, February twenty seventh, whatever. Um, or you know, in March, March, make him a free agent, yeah. and not lock in these bonuses. Not lock in this cap. We'll take a sixteen point eight million dollar dead cap in two thousand nineteen. Yep, and then we're done with and it. That's it. Then we're done with it. That's yes, it. yeah, that would have probably been. And and not to get you know too negative on this, but they could also start to look back and say, oh, was this was this existing before we signed the contract? Where did this all go wrong? Right, because this was a college injury, maybe that. That sort of flared up in the NFL. They could they could have essentially gotten some of that signing bonus back too. So the big picture on this is something that we've talked an awful lot about in regards to the running back position, which is your point that no running back should this, ever this be blows given it up, big Paul, money. Right? Is this going to be the last straw? Yeah. If no running back ever gets paid again, will we always say, well, he's just a victim of the Todd Gurley contract? I mean, is that well, is this another lesson towards the mistake that teams make by giving big money to the most interchangeable position in the league? Well, it, it, 
Le'Veon Bell will have something to say about that, right? What happens to him? And then you got Zeke Elliott coming up, right? Here's the thing with Le'Veon Bell. His guarantees are half of Todd Gurley's. Half, right? And is he, is he arguably a better running back? More diverse, right? I mean, I mean, he's more productive, I should say. If we're assuming he's the same guy he was two years ago. I, it's really tough to tell. Even I his mean, head coach reportedly didn't think it was <laughs> worth giving him or anyone else that kind of money at running back. I, my point is... I don't, it's fine. I think it's a great contract. $52 million, but only $27 million over two years. You can let him go after two years and $27 million. Who's not going to do that for Le'Veon? Bell? Right. At less this, than $14 million a year. This yeah. girly structure, these $45 million of guarantees, it's, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money for this position because this sort of thing happens. It just happens. Right? I mean, maybe it's not you know as frequent as I'm speaking to here, but it happens. This is the best running back in football, and in you know three and a half years, he's done. He's done. And maybe he's, you know productive to some degree and he's maybe he still gets eight nine touchdowns you know as a third down back we've certainly seen that over the years but uh you know the the fi- i look at it from the financial view always right I, I mean there's plenty of guys that can do this from a football view and, and and speak to his production on the field but from a financial standpoint this is a mess and this is a mess they didn't have to get into they could have front loaded this more they could have given him more up front to not have to get in that third year they didn't have to guarantee that 2020 year at all yet that should be hanging out there that should be waiting there right um, so this is a structure issue for me, and it's like I said, it's it's only the kind of contract that a quarterback should be getting these days. No, it, ma- it makes sense because of the workload and the physical pounding running backs do take, as opposed to quarterbacks, right? I well, mean, if a quarterback gets hurt, you're expecting him to come back and perform. Outside right? of Alex Smith, yeah, right. Um, and it's funny going going into this, we were uh, chatting before the show, like, oh, what, what you know, what running backs? Kijana Carter came up. Yeah. Uh, when he was drafted in '95, and he was third carry of a preseason yeah. game, he blew out his uh, tore his ACL. But he had a 19 million dollar contract as the number one overall pick, seven million dollar bonus, which back in 1995 was massive. Well, a massive amount of money. L- let's just talk about that in modern times. What happens if Sa- this happens to Saquon Barkley this year? Right. What happens if week two he just blows up a knee? He's fully guaranteed for the next three years. Fully guaranteed at like but 30, the money at $30 is million. Dollars. Yeah, it's a lot of money. It's is it like four years, okay. $30 million. Because he was, uh, because of where, <laughs> he, was of where he was drafted. Right. Yeah. So it, signing a guy like Gurley is just as risky as drafting a guy early. Uh, those are the conversations that teams really need to ha- be having right now. So not only should you never pay a running back, you should never draft <laughs> one high. Well, no, I, I, I think... W- w- you should pay him, but like you should not pay him like quarterbacks. I think is what Mike's saying. Like structurally, structurally, yes. Zeke Elliott's contract needs to be Le'Veon Bell's contract, not Gurley's contract. Right? You've got to give yourself an out. You just do because these. In- I mean, Zeke's had injuries. Zeke's yes. had off the field issues. He's got enough red flags where he should never get this kind of structure. Never. And the and the the other thing is, I mean. Boy, it's, the league is littered with who's this guy who just ran for? Well, that's what I was gonna say. Has the game changed so much that you that the difference between a Zeke Elliott or Saquon Barkley and a guy taken in the third round isn't important enough to a ever take a guy or pay a guy that high? Speak, we've we've talked about this before. Speaking of third round running backs, the Rams took one right at number seventy overall. And he so, may equate Todd Gurley's numbers he, potentially he surpass this year. I mean, he's he's here for a reason. That wasn't an accident. <laughs> I mean, you don't take a, one of the top five running backs in the, right. in the draft when you've already got the best running back in football. They certainly knew something was coming, and I, I expect there to be a, sh- a shift of power very quickly. Wow. So I think the sum up on that is is I think we're moving to the point where you should never draft a quarterback, a running back that high, and then certainly whatever you draft them, they become a star. You should never pay them to that degree because it's just too easy to Kevin's point find another one right. just as good. You draft a running back even if you draft uh draft somebody a high. one in the third round every well, year. No, but I'm saying so if you draft a, a Saquon Barkley mm-hmm. for example, he's playing 4 years for you. Right? He's, he's there. He's locked in. Right, yeah. I'm saying like but that's what you have to plan on. Right. This is a 4-year thing and then bye-bye. Right, and then and then and then in the third year of that fourth year, I'm going to draft his eventual replacement in the third round. It's like the New Orleans uh, Pelicans. All right, uh, he's going to play on his rookie deal. Then we know he's going Zion. Yeah, yeah. Zion. so yeah, we well, should already be doing the Zion 2024 watch. Yeah. We, by the way, hired an agent, 
So yeah, he's there. Yeah, he's there. Yeah. All right, let's uh, move on to quarterbacks here uh, because there are some quarterbacks with pressure on them. We're in, in the midst of mini camps right now, which, by the way, this is just it's a – the worst. This, yes. Stay for, off Twitter except yes. for at Spotrek. Okay, yes. For all fans <laughs> out there – you're following beat reporters. I don't care if they're with the they local the local Boone <laughs> Tribune or the Athletic or wherever, okay? Stop the tweets on, oh, he made a great throw. This is minicamp. <laughs> I could go out there and complete a few passes. That's all I'm saying. Here we are. <laughs> Kevin's playing in the uh, PGA Championship. Yeah. He's, yeah. What, well, I've taken all Tiger's holes, but I'm just saying the point is, <laughs> well, I didn't say in seven on seven. I'm saying, you know, just in regular drills. But, you know, I think these reports of, hey, quarterbacks are looking good and this and that, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. All right, anyhow. So, yeah, just, this is just like a, an annual catch-up on quarterbacks because, you know, we are having these discussions off season. You know, that I, we've had discussions that maybe the quarterbacks are locked in for the next couple of years, and I just wanted to see how much proof there was of that pudding. It, it's about half. It's about 50-50 after I did this research, right? About half the teams are pretty okay. I mean, you can we can run down the list here quickly. Are we assuming Arizona's okay? <laughs> I mean, do we, you better not. Do, do we know? We don't no. know. We don't know. I no. mean, contractually, he's locked in, but that didn't stop them with Josh Rosen, Correct. right? Correct. Yeah. So, so we don't know. That, that's must-see TV. Yes. Kyler Murray is must-see TV because if he's terrible, holy cow, right? It, it's going to be like there's no in between, cow. right? No. He's right? got to be great. He's boomer bust. He's got, he, he can't he's be Drew Brees. A, he's, he a, be, he's a trailblazer or a massive bust. Oh, my God. I can't wait. Um, that's one reason I actually watch football this year. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, there's there's a lot of reasons, but yeah, that's one. Yeah, well, I won't be watching the Mets in October, that's for sure. Um, Atlanta Falcons, boy, this was this was something. Matt Ryan was kind of terrible last year. Like the he the team went that way through went. his career. He's been very up and down. But man, he was really bad. I mean, really bad. I started to look at some of the numbers. The product the productivity was bad. Like. Which, Joe Flacco after the Super Bowl bad. Which one would you rather have, Ryan or Stafford? We'll get to him. Okay. All that's, right. That's a great question. That's going to be you know the next first take discussion. They're both ta- They're going to steal that from you. They're both uh, paid a ton of money. Yeah. A ton of money yeah, to be for questionable levels of, of of performance. Matthew Stafford needs a thirty for thirty on his contractual situations. <laughs> they they had to pay they had to pay him twice because of their cap mess. You know what I mean? Yes. Like they they were in such cap to restructure hell him, right? that they had to right. restructure him they and give him a ton room. of money twice. I think both players are the Bernard Kings of the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> Guy who could score a ton of points, but what did he ever win? All right, all right. Let's get the, the Ravens are really interesting because I, I actually I stopped myself when I wrote down that Lamar Jackson is actually removable after this year, but he is, and you know why? Because they didn't draft him number ten overall, right? And that's the discussion the running backs need to be having. That's that's where all teams like Josh Jacobs with the, the, the Oakland Raiders, 24th overall, perfect, perfect. Because if you get two years and you say, uh, we don't, you can get rid of it. Right. The, it's, these aren't fully guaranteed contracts at the end of the first round. That's why Lamar Jackson is sort of in that you know scenario. If he's not great, if they can't build this offense around him, they should move on. They should be done with it because contractually it's not a lock. Um, and the, there's nothing more important. Right? I mean, you can't waste again another two years. trailblazing quarterback that I'm very Boomer curious bust. to see how do defenses. We saw how defenses reacted in the playoffs against him. Yeah. Now the teams have had a whole in the AFC North have had a whole off season to prepare for him. Uh, the I believe the owner came out and said he's not going to run as much they, as he did. So I'm really curious to see whether they, whether Lamar Jackson is a is a trailblazer or a guy that eventually people figure out can't play it the way it's supposed to be played. So, yeah. Ooh. Paul, hang on a second. <laughs> That's a hot take. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. Hot take. <laughs> Flames. They, they... We'll edit that out. <laughs> you know, same thing with tweets, Paul, here in uh, the spring. We're not going to run as – you're not going to run as much. Well, really? What the, what happens when, you know, pass protection breaks down? He's running. Same thing with Allen with the Bills. He's going to go because they're going to make plays. You know who else is going to run? Did you see this? Mahomes is going to run. Daniel Jones. Dan Jones. He right. can move. You know yes. what happens when you run? You get hit by really big, strong guys. Only once. Yeah, well, only it once. only takes one, but yep. how many guys miss? You know, I'm, I listen, the, the, Tom Brady doesn't run much, and he wins. So that's why they're all pointing to that. And Tom yes, Brady, Drew Brees, it's a all, lot of guys don't yes, run much. I'm just saying win. it's easy for the coach to say he's not going to run, I, I, but when – 
you know, instincts need to take over. They're gonna he's gonna make plays by escaping hits and making throws or making big runs, and people are like, wow. I'm a skeptic on this, and I will take this skeptic role to my grave in in that I refuse to ignore the fact that the great quarterbacks in NFL history are guys that have not run. And there have not been a Steve lot Young? there okay. have not been a lot of quarterbacks who were primary or equal runners who have ever had any huge level of success. But, Steve Young ran when he needed to run, but passed most of the time. What did I just say about Lamar Jackson? Here's He's going to run though. when he needs to run. Yeah, Here's but he hasn't Allen. proven that he can pass from the pocket yet. Here's the thing, though. Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen. Contractually, if they get, if they get blown up and they're on the sideline for eight weeks, they lose money. No. Oh, they get, they're they, fully they're, guaranteed. They're, they're, but... So that's that's the risk those teams are taking. Baltimore's got no risk here. Right. If Lamar Jackson's terrible or gets crushed and he's out, it's a pretty easy cut because of where they drafted him. So you got to give them credit, right? Because they had Joe Flacco. They decided we're gonna we're gonna do we're gonna a year early we're gonna find our guy and we're not gonna do it in the top ten because that's where teams get hurt. To Paul's point, just for validation for Paul's point, John Elway ran a lot when he was young. Yeah. And then he learned to that's be right. a pocket passer and part of it was his knees were kind of shot too so he yeah, couldn't and, run and, as much and I bristle a little bit at the when we go back that far with those comparisons because defensive players are much different and much more athletic now than they ever were what the, the kind of players that Steve Young and John Elway were always faster and more athletic than most of the guys that were trying to stop them that's not the case anymore it's not. That's probably fair. That is so. Fair. That's so fair. that's where my point is, and and I and and I always sort of resort to an RG three discussion. Um, that that he was one of the first quarterbacks that was sort of allowed to run the option and run like he did in college, and he didn't last because he couldn't avoid getting well, hit. And he, when he got hit, he got hurt. And then it. And then when you forced him to say, "Hey." RG3, don't run anymore. You're too valuable. Stay in the pocket. He kind of went, um, 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 that's not really what I do. And and he ultimately never had any success at that. Well, he blew out his knee and they put him back in a game. Well, but regardless of that, he blew out his, regardless that he blew out his knee because he was running yeah. too much. You know who Cam Newton's a great Jackson's example. Backup is, right? What? You know who RG3? RG3. <laughs> yeah, I uh, know that. Cam Newton's a great uh, probably the best this example, is the best, right? This is the best conversation to have with this discussion. Cam yeah. Newton. Cam Newton. Right. Uh, we have he's sort of Kawhi Leonard right now. He kind of went away in 2018. He's injured. These injuries are not going away. They are coming back and back and back. He's been injured more than yes. a good quarterback should be because he runs. He's no, also he's, much bigger than any of these other guys too. He stayed. He's made a concerted effort to stay in the pocket. He has in the last couple of years. Right. So it, early on, he ran a lot. He has, and, yeah. and the injuries have still come back. So that's Correct. what I mean. And there, his effectiveness there, has a, been a little more questionable yeah. too, since he's not been the kind of threat that defenses needed to prepare for when they were worried about him running. Two years left on that deal. It's sort of a non-guaranteed situation. I mean, they can get out when they need to. Uh, you know, he if he's great, they probably give him a new deal, <laughs> right? I mean, that's Cam. This is yeah. the time. Yeah, Cam Newton. If this is the time, so. It's a big 2019 for Cam Newton and Carolina in general, just to sort of see them back on the radar. But yeah, his health and production are big issues now leading up to 2019. So that's one to watch. Uh, I, I love your note on the Bears here <laughs> with Chase Daniel. Another six million. Six million. <laughs> just keep adding on, baby. Guys, an ATM. Unbelievable. Right? <laughs> that's awesome. Just keep watching Mitch Trubisky do his thing. Uh, Dalton's interesting with the Bengals. Where do you guys stand on this? Oh, I think he's... Uh, Not a lot of people think Ryan Finley is the next man up in Cincinnati. So I so like he, Andy Dalton. I, yeah. I'm just a fan. I think he's a, a much better quarterback than people think he is. Why, why is he accepting two years, $34 million then? Because that's what's left. None of it's guaranteed, yeah, right? Why, it, why, why would he accept $17 million a year? I mean, he hasn't done much, but he's been productive. They win. That's a good. I I I I can't even sort of fake an answer to that right. question. What, I can't. What are you I saying? Mean, why is he accepting that instead of some guaranteed cash or more why, money? Why or somewhere else? Why isn't he saying if I if I'm the guy still, then you got to pay me? Well, he shouldn't be playing on two years, thirty four million right now. He shouldn't. This is a player centric generation. I mean, it's he's got to step up and get himself another signing bonus here. Truly, I mean, they, or they, get they, rid of me. He's made the playoffs. He, he he's a. He's an above-average quarterback. Correct. He's not elite. Right. He's not great. Is he better than Matt Stafford? <laughs> I'm not going there yet. I'm not <laughs> going there. <laughs> Hold that. Put a pin in that question. 
All he has to be is better than Ryan Finley right now, right? <laughs> on that roster. I'm, I'm sure he will be. But I, I, if I'm him, I'm, I'm in the negotiating room right now saying, lock me in. Let's go. Give me a signing bonus. You know, guarantee me the next year and a half, at least two years, and then go find me, my replacement after that. But if he's the guy, then the contract says otherwise right now, in my opinion. That's a, that is close to a, well, actually, the money's a whole lot less, but I was thinking of his contract in Buffalo. It's close to a Ryan Fitzpatrick contract he had in Buffalo. Yeah. It was like $14 million a year. Yeah. Or is that with the Jets? The, the contract says, yeah. oh, we like you, but not really. Right. That's what yeah. Andy Dalton's contract says right now. Yeah. Right? I mean, I'm going to date you, but I'm not going to put the ring That's on right. you. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, exactly. you're, you're, you're a placeholder right now. Um, Dallas. Dallas. Yeah, that's, that's the big question. It's kind of funny right? how that conversation's trailed right off, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it sure has, hasn't it? Uh, I mean, where, where's that new contract for Dak Prescott? Is he playing out a $2 million salary and then getting franchise tagged? I, I, plays, I think right? there has to be more show it, more prove it. And, and, and the Cowboys, I think, would be smart to make him show it and prove it. I think they're struggling with who, when, and where. To pay. Yeah, because they need to figure out who's going to get the tag next year. Right, that, Zeke, that's, that's Cooper, the or him. Yeah, that's the conversation. Um, and it's probably who demands the most right now is going to get thrown to the, I to think, the wolves. I think right? it's a lot of, you, we, we know we like you. We know you've been good. You need to be better than good. This is the year. Everybody seems to be back and healthy. Go, go and show us. Go prove us. And knowing the Cowboys, if he gets off to a good start in the first five or six games, that ha- may happen at, during the season. Yeah, I, I boy, the Cowboys, they have a conundrum here because bad. Yeah. It's bad. It's you know, it'll be worse if he continues to play sort of the way he's played, which is okay. <laughs> then what do you well, do? You know what's funny? I I like Dak Prescott. Isn't by the, the guy way. we love the most Zeke Elliott though? Of as all a of player, these players? As a player, sure. Yes. <laughs> and he's probably the last guy on this totem pole right now. He, Maybe. Here, here's, here's he another, just did a nice gesture, by the way. There was someone from his hometown. I saw who, this. Yeah, he paid for the funeral and all the stuff. Really like, nice. And he didn't want anybody to know about it, and the media found out about it, and they still said it, of course. even though he didn't want it out. Here's another scenario, and, and it might be a little bit out there, but Dak Prescott could be waiting for Carson Wentz. Because if Carson Wentz gets $35 million a year, which is just crazy, but it very well could happen, then Dak Prescott's getting thirty. But right Good now... Point. Dallas probably isn't paying Dak Prescott 30, even though his agents and everybody are floating out that 30 is the number, right? We all know, and I my calculations tell you, he is not worth 30. He's just not worth $30 million. Is he worth 20? 26, 27. And the franchise tag should be what? 26. Okay. <laughs> so all of those numbers sort of line up. That's what I mean. Dallas can sort of wait if they want to, but if, but if Dak is waiting for Carson Wentz and Carson Wentz gets 35, look out. Is he – he's Kirk Cousins then. Right? He's Kirk can, Cousins. Can, Kirk Cousins. He's Kirk yeah. Cousins if they choose to franchise tag him. They could franchise tag Amari Cooper. They should franchise tag Zeke Elliott. But if they do that, they know he won't play. They know he won't play on a franchise tag. He'll pull Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. So they're, they're, they're a mess. But then we just talk about not franchise tag, not paying. Well, the contract, the franchise tag, just a one-year, here's a the salary. That. There's perfect. no structure. It is perfect. For running it's backs, perfect. it's perfect. It's right? guaranteed. Yes. It's good money. Go play. It's a but, one-year deal. Yeah. And if you yeah. get hurt. Okay, we're done. We're out. Yeah. Denver. Denver's Denver seems to have set this up, right? On the, the Joe Flacco for a year until Drew Locke is ready. Is it? Is it Joe Flacco for a year? It's uh, starting to feel not, like he no. never plays a snap. I think there's no oh, he'll play, but I don't think he makes it. I think I don't think he makes it through the year as a starter would be my guess. You don't think he starts I, at all? I wonder. I, I think, I think Drew Locke has a chance to be great. Great. And if he's great, you got to play him. To go there, but yeah. I think I, I think politically the way they do this is they start Flacco. And, he has to because yeah. he's messed up the quarterback position so many times, John Elway. <laughs> right, and <laughs> and and if Flacco plays great, see it's it's a win win for or is it? John. Yes, it, here's the win win. If Flacco goes in and plays great, you look like a genius signing this guy. You're right. If he if he flops, then hey, pff, we're bringing yeah. the new kid in, and, and the new kid doesn't have the pressure of being the opening star. Nor it'll he- happen, Flacco. It'll happen exactly what happened to him last year. Yeah, right. That's exactly <laughs> that's right. There you go. And Drew Locke's contract isn't. Put me in now. It's not big money. Yeah. He's a second rounder. Yeah, they did a nice job with, with drafting him where they did. They actually acquired that pick, too. It's a really nice situation All for right. them. Drew Stafford. Or Matthew? Yeah, let's or get Matthew. to Matthew. I'm Drew Stafford. Let's get to Matthew Stafford. <laughs> let's not even talk about the money because he's he can still make a ton of money. What what do we think about Matthew Stafford? Is he is this it? 
Like, is he is he playing to, for his next team right now? Is this a showcase year to be traded after this I thought year? You were gonna, I thought you were asking, like, how we're supposed to sum up his career, which is an equally hard question yeah, to answer. Impossible. He's made so much money. He's big numbers, he big numbers at times. <laughs> You know, uh, been a guy, a favorite of a lot of fantasy people because he throws for four thousand plus yards a lot, a lot of touchdowns. He's also tough as hell, tough as heck. Oh. But he, ne- but he hasn't won. He hasn't. He's hasn't won anything. Bernard King. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yes, you're right. Young. Bernard King was one of my favorite young basketball players. By the way, so by don't, the way, don't keep insulting yeah, him. kids. I'm not insulting Bernard King. How, am said, I, no, but it, you're, you're sort of disparaging him. Put it that way. Am I? I'm not. I don't, well, I don't mean to. My I think when you to say Bernard a player King, is a great player, who never won anything. That's a little bit of an insult. Yeah, but, but Bernard King had nothing else to win with around him. Well, you know, I mean, Bernard King was it. There's a reason why he scored 50 every night because he was the only guy who could make a basket. So I'm disparaging his teammates. <laughs> okay, gotcha. No, I'm just. I you know I. What I'm thinking of is a guy who I, I actually think it's a compliment to Matthew Stafford and not an insult to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and say, you know, I, I think this is a guy who's got a ton of talent and throws a lot of you know great passes and hasn't won, and for uh, various reasons. And that's the way I looked at Bernard King. Like, wow, loved watching him play because a guy could fill it up. And you're like, how come this guy never wins? Career earnings, Matthew Stafford. Oh, ninety million. 81 178 million he's ninth he is ninth all time 178 he's ninth all he's right behind matt ryan he's ninth all time i'm telling you this guy has been paid because of the the lions cap mismanagement he's been paid and paid and paid oh my god he was drafted before the rookie wage scale so his first contract was huge but then he's just been paid and paid and paid holy smokes what i'm saying this guy's winning he doesn't matter he's winning. that's right he is winning winning all over charlie seven four thousand yard seasons i I, I wanted seven four thousand yard seasons last year was 3700 almost 3800 i think he's gonna look great for vegas next year that's what i think okay yeah that's what i think Good. He really is. We could do a whole show on Matthew Stafford because <laughs> he right. really is one of those quarterbacks of our generation and lifetime that you will go right down the middle of people think he's good, people think he's great, people think he stinks. People think he like, should have played baseball. It, I mean, it, it's, you know, and again, I, and, and then there will be people who will be supporters of Matthew Stafford who will say, well, what did you ever give him to work with? He, yeah. You know, and, and they're, 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 you could line up 15 groups of people with 15 opinions on Matthew Stafford and they'll all make good arguments for all of them yeah yeah he's that guy he's just the unknown right now but he's made 180 million dollars wow. wow he's all he's all happy that's good amazing. for him <laughs> uh not even worth talking about aaron Rodgers. i mean he's he's getting paid for the next four years whether he wants to or not uh i thought deshaun watson's an interesting one we, we don't hear anything about deshaun watson why isn't he kind of good? I felt like we heard more about him last year because of the injury. Because of the injury. Because of that spurt of the six games. Do we not like him? No, I think oh, he's pretty how do good. You not like him. I think he's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, he he's extendable after this year. I I just I, he's gonna be he's gonna be paid a ton of money. But he's one of your guys, Paul. He, a runner, yeah. He's I, actually I, I, reckless. He's 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 maybe the most reckless. But he's of also all these decent guys. in the pocket. I think he's better than Lamar Jackson. But in he the pocket. hasn't learned to stay. Mm. He has not learned to stay in the pocket. I mean, he no. he has taken some hits, real hits. And he, if he's not, if he if he gets through twenty nineteen healthy, he's th- probably thirty three million a year. I mean, he's that good. He is good. So <laughs> luck staying, right? I don't know. No, you know, you don't know. I, he was awesome last year, but now yeah. he's got another injury. He's injured right now. He's not going to practice probably all summer. Why would you? If you're luck. I, I love the Indianapolis Colts. I think they're probably the team to beat right now in the, in the AFC, but he has been so up and down. I, are you getting two consecutive years out of him? Contractually, you're starting to get to that point of his age yeah. and his wear and tear where you're starting to worry about that a lot. They, they still have Brissett, correct? They do. If yeah. if this is one of those down years for Andrew Luck, they can get out of it after this year. So that's you've got to, that's one to watch. He's, he's got pressure on him contractually. Jags, I was in Jacksonville when they Nick Foles yeah. agreed there. Gangbusters. That's a strong deal. He's getting three years out of that deal, and that's maybe scary for him, yeah. right? I don't Mahomes know. If he's got is, three Mahomes years in him. is. Come on. Well, you watch Mahomes because after this year they they can sign him. 
Yeah, so, and they oh, will, yeah, right? And they that's, will. And that's yeah. when the forty. That's when he forty sets million the next gets market, around. right? He sets the market. Oof, yeah, that's forty million if we if he wants it, probably. Philip Rivers playing is playing till he's fifty. This, is he? He needs to. He's got <laughs> all those kids to pay for. That's but, right. But why is nobody bending here? <laughs> the Chargers nor Philip Rivers have come out and said it's time to pay Philip Rivers. What, what's he, this? Is an expiring contract. Yeah, Ben got his money. Bree's got his money. He'll, he'll get his money. Brady's about to get his money. He'll get his money. He's going to get it? I think he's going to get is, it. Is it going to be huge? You know, this is Matthew Stafford. <laughs> this is Matthew Stafford. It, but five a little later, better. A little better. I he's, more, he's, high, he's more highly regarded than He's than more Stafford. highly regarded. I think, he's won, I think they've won a little more, but, but obviously haven't won no. a lot. I don't think they've won that much more at all. Been to the playoffs more. Been a better team, better regular season record, I think, more consistently. I guess. I, I bet I bet Stafford's stat they're pretty close. I bet How about career stat, earnings close. for Rivers to Stafford? Oh, yeah, he's up there. He's above it. He's over $200 million. Is he really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's good to be a quarterback, <laughs> and it's getting better. <laughs> oh, my gosh. My God, Mahomes is going to make that in his next contract, though. Oh, wow. Truly. <laughs> yeah, it's a good time. Staggering, staggering numbers, yeah. for sure. Um, uh, you've brought up Jared Goff before as a, as the uh, you think the next benchmark on how quarterbacks get paid or don't get paid. This is a whole new wrinkle now with Gurley though because now they've been burned, right? So now they've got bad bad, a bad taste in their mouth with the Todd Gurley money. Goff better have a hell of a 2019 because if he doesn't, there's going to be talk for not even letting him play out that fifth year option. I mean, they can get out of that before March 15th next year. It, it's it's all in on Jared Goff right now. He's right. got to be great. He's the offense has to run through him. He's got to be spectacular, or I think they consider moving on for sure. And the yeah. point you brought up is that does McVay think he's such a quarterback genius that he can just go get the next one and do the same thing? It's, I think it's worth a shot. I really do. I think this that's the probably the right way to do it, even if it's bad for the game. I mean, it's it's terrible for me to be sitting here saying Jared Goff shouldn't get a second contract, but. You know, from a cap, unless the cap continues to rise like it does, then it's going to be really tough to keep those guys around. That the Dolphins, what a what a fun carousel that's. I read be. today that Ryan Fitzpatrick is handedly outplaying Josh Rosen. Oh, in, of course he is, no doubt. Yeah. Of course he is. Of course, there, is. I don't think there's any well, it's question not, about it. It's not that. Week Eight, so I was going to say, yeah, phenomenal. and that'll that you'll keep hearing and reading that till about Week Five, and then that'll stop. <laughs> By the way, Fitz is going to be a great broadcaster. Yes, he oh, is. He's, uh, he's a stand-up career, dude, right? I mean, yeah. great guy, and you know, talk about someone. What he's, we we talked about this before on the show. He's he's another one. You'd say his career earnings, you'd be like, what? I it's also like forty thought, million, right? I also thought it was kind of a nice gesture the way they structured that deal. He gets one point five million guaranteed next year, and he's probably not going to be there, right? So that's sort of like a parting gift. Sure, that's nice. Yeah, I like that. Not a bad, not a bad deal there. The Vikings. I mean, Kirk Cousins. They're, yeah, so much money, and I, 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 do we hate uh, the contract? It's been this is year two of it now. Do we hate the three years fully guaranteed? Well, you've convinced us not to hate it because of its length. I don't hate it at all. Right. Because exactly that's exactly right. There's two years left. Maybe he bounces you're, you're back getting this year. T- you're getting typical mediocre Kirk Cousins play, Why do but we hate you can this? get out of it. And then there's no dead cap. Right. Why do we hate this? We, I, this, I don't this think should, you should. They should all be like this. Right. What did what did what did Brady tweet? Everybody's talking about oh, Brady's he, tweet. A, a, a line from a Jay Z song about <laughs> oh. the first is the best and the last is the is good or okay. something about the last. So now everyone thinks that's a hint that this is going to be his last year. Like he needs money. <laughs> that's it. That, that's. Probably his way of saying, all right, guys, it's time to move this along. I need my signing bonus. It's been two years. It, he, he's on an expiring contract making $15 million. Can't blame him. Yeah, he's not playing under $15 No, million. He's, no. he needs, a, he needs no a signing bonus. He needs a new He's a new Tom contract. Freak. He's the GOAT. He is not playing under a one-year $15 million I, deal. You know, no you know, way. It would be funny. Just to, just to throw it back in the league's face again, sign him to like a 10-year deal. <laughs> you know what I mean? With two years guaranteed, but just make it look so stupid with all the fluff at the end of it. Just, just totally throw it back in the league's face. Like these, these contracts are ridiculous. I'm, not, I'm playing for two more years. Here's my two years guarantee, but I'm going to make it ten for three hundred million, right? Just make it ridiculous. So that's we'll see. That he's going to get paid in the next couple. And months. what about Breeze? Who knows? That has there been any player to be more sort of discreet with his situation? I mean, hey, the Saints and Breeze go to like the 27th hour with these contracts. They wait until Always. everything's... The drama is incredible, and I, I truly don't know who the quarterback for the Saints will be in 2020. Truly. I mean, they signed Bridgewater to a one-year deal. They, they put... This is Bree's expiring year. He's willing to sit again when he probably could have had chances to go somewhere and start. But a one-year deal. Right. Why, why wouldn't you sign him to a multi-year deal if he's the next guy in line? Clearly, he's not. 
Not yet. Maybe he wants to wait and see if Breeze is. Yeah, down. I don't. I think from Bridgewater's standpoint, he wasn't yeah. going to sign a multi-year deal. He, if if he was willing to not go back into the market and sit for one more year because he likes the situation there, then then it doesn't. It didn't. It, it makes sense for him. Maybe he's great friends with Anthony Davis and wants you know wasn't you sure go. where he's going to be. Look at Bridgewater had a chance to be a starter right now. He could have gone I mean. to any team he wanted to go to, and nobody wanted him. Yeah, well, maybe he's not is that he good. He must be done. Yeah, he might not be that good. Here's a quick tidbit on New Orleans. They, the, the deals for Breeze and for Bridgewater had voidable years, which, which they do that to take that signing bonus and spread it out more. Yep. So for dead cap, it counts. When, when both of those deals expire, Breeze and Bridgewater next year, the 2020 cap will have $25 million of dead cap for those two for players. For two quarterbacks. Ooh. For wow. two guys not even on the roster. Wow. That's, that's a lot to swallow. What are the Giants doing with Eli? Does he play? For about... Same like Flacco for about yes. six or seven weeks. So they're not a good around. team, and then at that point, Daniel yeah. Jones takes. I, I got to be honest. The, the more I think about this, and the more I sit down to this, why is he even on the team? Because they don't have the guts to why, make though? the move that they should have made two years ago. I think the owner wants him on. But the they team. paid the roster bonus. That's sort of again like a, like a parting gift, a little yeah. parting gift. Just just do it. You save twelve million right now to cut him. Just do it. I I think for a guy should have done it two years ago. I, yeah. I, I just think for the guy who won two Super Bowls beating Tom Brady that they're trying to have a way for him to save some face here and to be outplayed with a quarterback in there to come in and play well, I think it's a He's gonna get situation. booed off the field week four. That's no way to go out. Just cut him, hire him as a quarterback's coach, let him tr- let him train Daniel Jones for all summer. That's what he's doing anyway. Let's be honest here. Sure. He's gonna have a terrible end to this, Eli Manning. They're going to they're going to be throwing he, stuff on the field. He looked pretty lean, didn't he? Like it, you know, in training camp or uh, mini camp, I don't know. I'm like, "Why well, he looked a little leaner?" I I just hate how yeah. this has ended for him. And sure. And financially Giants just can can clear a ton of cap space. Jets with Darnold, you know, right? Yeah. Uh Car Car with the Raiders. You know, I started to look into this one a little bit because, you know, we 6 months ago we all sat here saying he's done, right? They're going to they're going to draft Kyler Murray, he's done. Obviously that didn't happen. They locked in his guarantees. Um, he's only got 3 million of guarantees left on this deal and it kicks in February 5th, I believe, next year. That's not a lot. That's not enough to say, you know, things are going to move one way or another. Um, I don't know how this plays out. You're moving your team, you're going to bring a brand new quarterback in? Or does Carr just are we just going to assume I think that it's Derek a lot Carr of show me again, too. I, I think there's a lot of go I, back. Can you get back to the guy that you were two years ago when you almost won the MVP? You mean when you I were, had Amari Cooper? No, he's got Antonio Brown, yeah. so he's got a receiver. There's a lot of show right? me here for for him. I, you know, he's he's shown us the world that he can be a really really good quarterback once. Um, once, so <laughs> show you show us you can do it again. His brother hey. did that too once. That's right. That's true. Uh, we talked about Wentz with Philly, Pittsburgh, Big Ben. Is locked in through 2020. Yeah, that one's weird, right? Yeah. Do we like that? I don't think they like. I think his teammates don't like. They him, ripped. Sounds like right? they kind of ripped the team up to save him. And uh, yeah, man. Well, kind of the same. But he's still playing at a high level. He is. He, he, yeah. you, obviously, as we talk about all Breeze and Rivers and all these guys can continue to play closer to 40, if not over 40, at that high level. So as long as he's still playing at that high level, there, there, there's no reason to overthink this. Who the hell is a 49ers quarterback? Mm. This is great, right? Right? I Garoppolo. Mean, is it? Why wouldn't it be? I mean, it is until it, it isn't. Well, Contractually, I, it's nothing. He's on one-year cheap deals from here. I mean, yeah. that was so front-loaded that he's down. He's under under Dalton from an annual cash standpoint now. He's under Dalton. Uh, that kid came in. I can't think of his name here. Uh, Nick yeah. Mullins. 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 Yeah. And, I, Garoppolo's and the, the guy. I mean, he would, there, there was no, there, he would not have been the guy. Had he not gotten hurt, he was the guy. Mm-hmm. They traded a second, like third round pick for him. I like him a lot too. I, I think like he's going to be really, really good. I think they're going to run the ball a ton. I think it's going to be a, a lot of dump, a dump passing to the, you know the tight ends. I, that's their strength. They yes. got like forty seven running backs in that roster right now, like four all stars to cover them after yeah. last year when they got burned by all by getting them hurt last yeah. year. So I, have, I think Garoppolo is a star. I Honestly, think, I really do. I think his production is going to match his pay. I think he's not going to be asked to do too much. I think he's not going to be a star because of that. It's going to be Andy Dalton. All right, Truly. Uh, Russell, Seattle, good. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay and Tennessee. And Tennessee. Tennessee, Those are the two right? teams Those to watch. Those are totally grouped together. And, and here's why they're, they're two teams to watch. Well, Tampa Bay sort of exclusively. There's nobody next in Tampa Bay. They did, not, they did not cover their bases for Jameis Winston. So this is all in on either 
a great year or a dumpster fire in Tampa Bay. But there's great wins. quarterbacks coming out in the draft next year, so I don't think they needed to cover their bases. But they sort of got better, right? They got like they're not they're not in tank mode either. That's what I'm thinking. They're going to be like a seven and nine team. That's not going to get you a great quarterback. So I, I, I'm not sure they're playing this correctly. Like the Dolphins are playing this correctly, right? We know yes. Fitzpatrick's going to flame out in Week Six, like you said, and then they should be in full tank mode after that for one of these quarterbacks, but. Tampa Bay might be decent, and that's not where you want to be if you got to rebuild. So I, I don't know what they're thinking specifically. I mean, Bruce Arians sort of knows what he's doing. They might be great. I mean, he might turn Jameis Winston's career around in, in a summer here, and that might be a team to really watch, especially with Indemnican Sue. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, I, just, say, I, I like a lot of pieces yeah. on that team. I just think if, they're, if they need to be bad, they're not going to be. Right. No, I, I agree with you. I think they're middle team uh, with that. If Winston plays great, they'll be a wild card team. Mariota, is he well, Tyrod Taylor or what? He is, right? But I love that they got Tannehill behind him now. Yes. You never know. I mean, that's a pretty good guy to be putting in week seven if you need to, right? I mean, that, that could be a rebirth of his career on a better team. So I, I like what they did there because they clearly don't think Mariota's long term. There's a guy who gets hurt often. Yeah. Because he runs Mariota. a little bit too much. Right. Yeah. And, and you know, just, uh, you know, he played in that Oregon offense. Uh, he never had the arm. No, no. And, and and that's showing to me in the NFL. But he's a guy who can manage the game. That'll be interesting. And then Washington. We're starting to hear yeah. some rumblings that Alex Smith Smith is getting healthy. Which would be a medical miracle. Yeah. It would be a miracle. But <laughs> what do you do if you're Washington? It's, that, is it, is that, that's where Haskins, I think, starts from day one, right? Oh, yeah. it's not. I mean, of, no. as we keep talking about these rookie quarterbacks, when are they going to start? He, he's the no. one to me that I think starts from day one. I actually one. think Colt McCoy starts this season. They like him a lot, a lot. I, I, I think Colt McCoy versus the other guys we talked about, Joe Flacco, uh, not not in the same All league right, in but my if mind. You're, if you're Alex Smith, isn't Joe Theismann in your ear every day saying, dude, don't go back? You don't well, wanna, I mean, that was that was horrific. From a selfish, oh. fin- like I said, I, I look at these things through money. He's sure. good. He's done. Right. I mean, he's making his money through next year, no matter what happens, whether he steps on the field or not. Correct. It's injury guaranteed through 2020. I, I'd, I would not risk that. I would, I, I would not I, risk I, that. I admire the work to come back, but why would you? He, oh. he revamped his career. He was, a, he was a number one overall yeah. bust out of San Francisco. Flat out bust. Kaepernick took over for him and took off. And he, he found new legs in Kansas City, and he, he deserved this contract with Washington. He deserved this sign and trade situation that happened. You, you got to stop there, though. Like this is where you this is where you say, okay, this game has has done enough for me. I'm done. Yeah. Because he deserves the money. It stinks that Washington has to keep it on on their cap. Um, you know, and from a team standpoint, that's a financial mess. But I agree with you. Don't even try to come back from this. Yeah. Don't even try. I mean, you, that was you, you don't need to be a hero here. That's exactly right. All right. A lot of great stuff there on quarterbacks. Make sure you check out the premium section at SpotTrack.com. Make sure you check out our friends from Morgan Stanley Global Sports and Entertainment, professional athletes, entertainers, giving you that knowledge you need to make informed decisions about finances and wealth. Go to MorganStanley.com slash G-S-E to learn more. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney, LLC, member SIPC. For Paul Peck and Mike Gennetti, I'm Kevin Sylvester. Thanks for listening to the SpotTrack.com podcast.